0: Go team Ooh,
1: all right. It's good to be back
0: It's good to be back and it's good to record One episode at a time Which
1: Oh man that's
0: a good <laughs> one oh, Angel City finally comes in Angel City On the
1: board For a kick presented by Cedar Shifty work into the box And across. It's in Oh, it's it's
0: a dream Welcome to Casual FC and Angel City Preview Pod. I'm your host, Angela Morales, with my semi fully rested, mostly recovered co host, Mario Salazar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> semi fully rested is right. Se-
0: yeah, I don't you have two little kids. I don't think there's a way for you to be fully rested at least yeah. until they're like 14.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. My wife is an angel and she does let me sleep in every now and or <laughs> m- m- I'm going to say most of the time. But it's still not that it 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 helps because if if ever they come into the bed, I'm the one that gets kicked off. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I feel like sleeping in is probably, like, 7 a.m. now compared to when sleeping in was, like, 11 a.m. And just, like, chill weekends, chill days during the week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was so sad when naps stopped. Like, we used (laughs) to do family naps. Like, yay, everybody gets, like, nap together. Yeah. And, like, during the weekends and be like, yay. And then my daughter at one point was just like, I don't want, like, I'm not tired. I don't want to do this anymore. And we're like, no. (laughs) The end of the best
0: era of your life. Yeah.
1: And then we couldn't do that with my son because, you know, it's not like my daughter's going to nap during that time. So it's not like right. I can just leave her by herself. But, so, uh, adulting.
0: Yep. Yeah, but the uh, family naps, though, that sounds like a, yeah. a really nice idea. That should just be a thing in general. hmm Just, oh, it's 2 p.m., got to take my nap. Like, Well, I mean, Spain does it. CS is real.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah no'm I'm, I'm well. to- totally up for it if, if it if I can convince them to make it an actual thing and be like, guys, guys, it's the weekend. it's two o'clock.
0: We gotta we gotta all go lay down in our respective beds bye. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. so quick NWSL before the last match update. As of right now, the challenge cup is no more. after this season. the format's changing. There's still going to be a kind of, sort of, in-season game, tournament situation. As of right now, the expected new format is going to be one match between the previous Shield Championship, which is the regular season champs, and then, like, playoff champion. Which sounds cool until the first year happens and the team that wins the regular season wins the playoffs then what yeah. happened <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah just to clarify for everyone shield winner there's two essentially there's two trophies right there's yeah the nw cell cup that everybody like that's what everybody knows about usually you know all most american sports like that's the big trophy but in when you take a look at soccer globally the actual trophy is who performed the best the entire season and 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 for us it's called the shield right the the supporter shield or the nwsl shield whatever you want to call it and it means that you had the best record out of the entire season so you had the most your team had the most points but then you know that just leads you into a playoff that you may end up losing you may have had the best record the entire season and then lose in the playoffs so very kind of american thing to do but that's how the challenge cup might be unfolding for the next iteration of it i mean most people didn't really like it anyways it's just i mean because of that we played we played portland four times this year we played san diego four times this year you
0: see the teams in your region a lot
1: yeah i was just gonna say like i it was fun but i don't need that many games (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think, too, because the league's expanding again with Utah and Bay FC and then eventually Boston, and whoever else they bring in, like, that's a lot more games to add in and it's taxing. So I don't know. We'll see. I want them to have an in-season tournament, win some money, like do something cool, but not at the expense of their bodies and their brains.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's all fine to increase the number of games. I mean, it happens in the European leagues. You know, they have their regular yeah. season. They also have their Champions League, which is, you know, the, the best teams from multiple leagues in multiple countries. And they play in their own tournament, which gives that tournament meeting not... Play the same exact teams that you're playing yeah. with already in another tournament that doesn't really mean anything except the prize money.
0: And not wait till there's a women's version and like we're involved in it.
1: <laughs> so, cra- crazy idea, crazy idea. W- with the USL basically yes. creating this women's league, maybe the Challenge Cup should be a USL women's league versus NWSL. Um, oh spicy. To fi- right? To find the uh, the
0: spicy the
1: champion between them.
0: That's I like mean, a Chun Classico on steroids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, luckily we're not getting a USL rival in the in this market in the like LA Southern California area. Yeah. But yeah. you never know. I mean they they're launching a bunch of those teams in places that already have an NWSL team. So mm-hmm. I was actually
0: we'll I was actually surprised we weren't going to have a USL chapter out here. So we'll see.
1: I mean, there's a lot of competition already. I mean, Angel City yeah. already has a lot of competition to like sift through with multiple basketball teams, multiple hockey teams, multiple yeah. football when you have teams, like multiple baseball teams. In
0: <laughs> in a 40-mile radius. Maybe you, you don't, don't add, add another one. And at least, Plus, have- we've got... This might be polarizing, but I don't care. We could get rid of the Clippers and then have another women's (laughs) women's team. No one would lose anything. (laughs) If anything, we might gain more (laughs) championships. If you don't know, I am a huge shit talker, especially when it comes to the Clippers. I grew up in Inglewood. I grew up down the street from the floor. I grew up going to Showtime, like, The Lakers are the only men's basketball team in Los Angeles for me. The Clippers are like JV. And I live very, very close to this new behemoth of a stadium. And it pisses me off every day. (laughs) I will Um, soapbox about this for hours. Don't let me do it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So in an effort to not get you doing it, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. We just had a game. We're back into the regular season. Yes. What happened?
0: So... We played racing Louisville at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was Ma Vignola's return after her injury. Her brother let us know their whole family was there, so shout out to the whole Vignola fam. We're gonna try when they're out here in LA, probably next season. We're all gonna try and like hook them up with stickers and like meet them. And they're they're big supporters of the podcast. They're big supporters, obviously, of the team of of Ma. So. Yeah, he said they had a great time, which is what matters. And I'm so glad she got the start because she is from Cincinnati, which is relatively close to Louisville. It's right across the border from Ohio to Kentucky. And then like, two, I think it's two hours away. I only know this because my friend used to live in Bellevue, Kentucky, which is right across the border.
1: <laughs> and I've
0: been there. But we drew, so it was a 1-1 draw in Going into the second half, it was completely scoreless. The one thing I learned that I didn't know about racing is that they are the first, like they, they hold the record in the league right now for this season for most yellow and red cards and they're an incredibly (laughs) physical team, which I knew they were physical, but I didn't realize they had that much card accumulation. And then what, like listening to the game and I was listening to it on iHeart and then I got home for the second half. Because I was doing storm preparations <laughs> and watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, that stat makes sense as like yellow cards start flying in the second half. But in, like I said, scoreless in the first half, we subbed in a few people. I think the substitutions were great. Kjo came in in the second half and around the 60th minute and scored a few minutes later for us to go up one nothing with an awesome goal that was super close and close range and well on point only to then be equalized roughly almost 15 minutes later by Kristen Davis. And she scored only or after being in for eight minutes, like she had gotten subbed in around the 70th minute. She scored in the 79th and we held on for the job. We made a strong, strong, strong push to score had a few shots on goal, but nothing made it to the back of the net, which was a super bummer. It was nice to see so many World Cup players back for both teams. Wong Shuang was back. Kanu was back. Savannah DeMello was back for racing. A few of their other players that I'm drawing a blank on right now. But it was really nice to see, you know, people who had such good tournament showing personally. I say that because Savannah played great, but obviously the U.S. did collectively do as well as everyone wanted but then to have Alyssa and Cap Allie Riley back June and Julie are taking a little bit more time which makes a lot of sense yeah but they're back they're just readjusting there's been June's on her way June's way June's, June's on her way back I think she might already be back stateside
1: According to social media. Yeah. She might be. I don't know. (laughs) Delayed Graham, you know?
0: Exactly. But JJ, there's rumors she might be done with international play. So I think there's a lot to be like processed right now for her. Plus it's her son's first birthday right now, like around this time. So they have a lot of family stuff going on. And the one thing I really appreciate from the team and from Becky and her statements is that these are humans. Like Casey Stoney said the same thing about the players coming back. Like they need time not only to recover from like jet lag and playing, but emotionally because they're putting like their hearts on the line. It's just like high stress, high stress, high stress for two weeks. So yeah. We're back. We're we're doing it.
1: It's a good we're time. Back. Yeah. And that leads us into standings, which is Bum, race bum, bum. to the playoff chaos is in full effect. <laughs> it's it's going to start this is the point of the year where especially if you haven't been doing well, you're you're counting every single point, you're counting every Yay. single result. You're scrutinizing things a bit more. So the tremendous tweed is still undefeated in 8. And I'm excited. I'm happy. I am all for yes. that. But yes. ties are not going to do us that much. Th- ties are really great during the normal, the you know, the beginning of the season when you're like ramping things up. Of course, we've already established she's been handed a crappy situation to come in, and she's pulling them out of the mud. Yeah, but Absolutely. like I said, race to the playoff chaos. Every single point and every single decision starts to get scrutinized. So we are currently tied for 10th. And as I like to say, when we're at the bottom, we're honestly really tied for 11th there. On 18 points, we're only in that 10th position because of our goal differential. And the goal differential is only by 2. So honestly, that can flip pretty easily. Again, San Diego Wave has not moved from their 6th place. They are tied with the OL Reign at 24 points, so OL being in 5th place and San Diego being in 6th. Now to... Tinfoil hat this whole thing. <laughs> the way we did... The way I broke down the Challenge Cup in our Challenge Cup episode, especially when things were looking up and we were getting in, the, in those like last couple of matches, we have a shot. We're not out of this by any means. It's a long shot and ties and losses are not going to help that at all but there are six matches left so there's a total of 18 points possible on the table at this point in the season most of these matches are really what you can consider these six point games and to help define what what i was trying to say here i actually looked it up and wikipedia says the six point game it's a cliche of the importance of one team widening the gap over another team when they have very when they're very close in points or or the lower team being able to jump the te- the top team with one win right so the idea that right now we're at 18 points and then the Houston Dash are at 19 if we were playing them next that would definitely be a six point match because if they won, we'd be stuck at 18, but they'd jump up to 22, you know? And so now they're increasing that, that gap even more. And honestly, all of these matches from here on out can be considered these essential six point games. I did mention way, way long ago that I had this crazy Google spreadsheet where I've like imported data, done my own formulas so I'm calling it the handy dandy spent too much of my time making spreadsheet where I'm only like 93% confident in the formulas standing table. Out of that, from what I can, and it's worked with me in the in the past. So I think I'm pretty good here. But still, there's way smarter people out there working on like probabilities and stuff. We need a total of 22 points to reach the playoffs. That's a combination of wins And other teams dropping points. Now, any of the teams above us, when they lose, that helps us. Is Portland losing gonna help us? Not a ton, but if Portland keeps winning and they're making teams in like sixth, fifth, or like fourth place lose, that helps us a ton. So, exactly. We're at a point in the season right now where. Like I said, it's possible, but there's way too many variables to like try to even talk in a general, in, in, a, in a normal logical sense. You, <laughs> Without you,
0: sounding like you're pointing to your murder board and there's, there's exactly tape and strings and highlighters everywhere. And,
1: and you're <laughs> up, like stressed out of your mind. Yes. Nine
0: Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So, like I said, total of 22 points to reach the playoffs. Taylor Vincent on Twitter also posted up. So last year, the playoff line was 33 points, which we just missed. This year, it's starting to trend. Like the playoff line is going to be at 34 points. And with us being at 18, we basically need to win five out of the last six games. Uh,
0: That's so much. I mean, not saying we can't do it, but that's a tall order.
1: Yeah, but like I said, based on my calculations, 22 points, with a com- it's a combination of 22 points, right? If we can hold, when we play teams that are on the lower part of the bracket, of the playoff bracket, if we can hold them to losses, it makes our chances even better because we keep closing that gap and then we right. can pop over them. Out of our last six matches, only Kansas City and Chicago are below us. They're the 11th and 12th place. <laughs> From here on out, we have Oil Rain next, then which are in the top six. Then we have Kansas City and Chicago. And then we have the Pride, which are not in the top six, but they're still above us, so it's still a team we need to beat. We have the Dash, again, not in the top six, but still a team we need to beat. Right, like Orlando, Portland, Houston, and,
0: and us. Are all just like in this mess in the middle.
1: Yes, so that's all to say we need to win. Like, like the, you know the, the the Yoda the Yoda quote: "Do or do not. There is no try. We we need to win.
0: Right. We need to win. Yeah. There's, there's
1: no <laughs> there's no if, ands or buts.
0: And we need to win with a goal differential in our favor. In case there is a tie.
1: like In case there is a tie. So we need a win with good amounts of goals.
0: Yes. (laughs) Which I think we can do. I mean, I put it out there that we could score 10 against Gotham. We very well could have. We didn't. But Mm -hmm. we also didn't lose that game. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, I will say in all my tinfoil hat deep diving on the standings, one bright side that I did get to see, and this was like, it's a, a button on FotMob, which I was like, ooh, I've never seen this button before. And I clicked it. Ooh. And it's it rearranges the standings based on your last five, right? Because the the common way oh, of like looking that. at the common way of looking at a standings table, especially in, in soccer, is you will see the performance the last five matches as your mm-hmm. kind of performance metric. And based on our last five we're actually fourth among the league. We're So we're doing really well. And San Diego, you know, we've mentioned last time they were doing really, really poorly. San Diego's actually in 11th. Oh, wow. Because they were, because they lost, like, they were lost or they drove every single match that they had in, like, eight, the last eight matches. They did okay. win this last one. Right. But but they were on but- a downhill slope for a while. So, you know, that that just goes to back to our point of, The team is gelling. The team is doing a lot better. We have the momentum. We're looking up. Becky Tweed is doing all the right things right now. So, tremendous tweet. Keep us going.
0: (laughs) Very, very true. All right. So, who's up next?
1: So, like I mentioned, we've got OL Rain. The beautiful thing is that we are playing at home, which feels like it's been forever (laughs) (laughs) so we're playing at home against the Ola rain who are currently in fifth so again like i said six point match it's one of these things that we kind of need to keep going with but once we get to the to our our matchup history it'll it'll we'll we'll see how much of a tall task this might be
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: oh oh and it is back to school night I oh, don't know right. exactly what that means if there will be a giveaway or not. All I know is that it's being promoted as Back to School Night and I thought I saw somewhere that it did say giveaway, but it was one of those like very vague like there might be one. Right. There right, will right. be a fan fest though. So at least there's that. There's going to be like, you know, the the big tents, the the face painting and the tattoos and the um, all
0: the good stuff
1: spin spin the wheel and try to win a ford or whatever it is type of stuff chevy but chevy <laughs> <laughs> acura chevy but whatever <laughs> win a car so that will be happening but we'll be at home it's been so long it feels like we've been so especially for us that didn't make the the challenge cut matches right we okay, haven't been, have been to a the, ho- we haven't been to a home game, game since July so yes
0: and having the World Cup break it feels like forever and the hard part is that this is the uh, the time of the season where we end up playing a lot of away games we front load with home games which is great but now I'm just like there's only three more home games and I'm getting really sad that that means that the season's coming to a close yeah and I just don't I'm not ready for that yet I want to start over yeah <laughs> <laughs> Can we yeah really and then this? the sad
1: the sad part is that like we're we're rooting for making the playoffs, but right. we're so low on the table that we're not gonna be able to play any home games really <laughs> if right we, we don't do have it. the advantage honestly yeah. if we make it we're we're gonna squeak in so yeah. we won't have home field advantage we're gonna be playing away the entire time, yeah, but you know what crazy run of like making it all the way to the final. The final's going yep. to be in San Diego. so We
0: can do it. We basically we have home field advantage at this point in San Diego. Yeah, Based on fan base and how how well we travel it's basically like Chase Field in Arizona when the Dodgers go play. <laughs> it's, just, it's just you know Dodger Stadium 2.0. This is just BMO in San Diego. <laughs> Alright so Getting into the nitty-gritty about this upcoming game. There are so many players coming back from the World Cup. Obviously, it's over. People are, have been back, training with their teams, getting like, used to being back home, all that good stuff. Like we said, we have to, have to, have to win this one to keep us anywhere near the playoff run. The Rain are coming off a loss to Kansas City, which is good for Kansas City, not great for us because teams like the Rain who have reigned over this league pun incredibly intended (laughs) like they're a very solid group they have played together for a long time they're a very good team when you when you lose to a team that's not doing so hot you come back twice as hot like how dare we let that happen so they're gonna want to win badly and we're gonna want to win badly and it's just gonna be a matter of who has more finesse and who has more like to, like, who? Not necessarily who wants it more, because I don't think it's that. It's who, who can stay mentally ready without getting too like in their heads about winning during this game. Because while the rain are in, basically in the playoffs as we speak right now, that doesn't mean they're going to stay there.
1: So, I mean, mostly, they're they're. If I mean, we're gunning. Gonna if stay we're. There. If, they're, okay, yes, they're gonna most likely gonna stay there. But if we're gunning for this sixth spot, which is San Diego, right? Yep. Oh well, and San Diego are tied. There's only six matches. There's a possibility yeah. that that both of them drop out. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it, it crazier stuff has happened.
0: This season is gonna come down to the last day of regular season again. It always does. Like them's the rules for the NWSL. But. As i think we've mentioned before this is pino or megan Rapino, affectionately known as pino around the world has announced her retirement both from international play and the nwsl so this is our farewell match for pino at bmo it's the last time the team will be playing with her here in los angeles and against us most likely in general which whoo i'll talk about that later Like, we'll we'll get into that. This is another Angela Cries on the Podcast episode. Get ready. So, players to watch as I'm like, segue, segue, segue. (laughs) So, we have, for Angel City, two players to keep an eye out for. The first is Mackenzie Pluck. She is a midfielder, and she's a rookie-ish. She's been playing most of the season here and there on and off. We signed her, I want to say, like, two months into the season. She had a little knock, so she was rehabbing a little bit in the beginning of the season, but now she's being subbed in more in the second half, getting her legs under her. She played at Duke and was actually teammates with uh, Lily Nabet when they were both there. She had a fantastic career at Duke. She holds the record for the fourth most assists in Duke women's soccer history, and that's 29 assists over her career there. She also scored 21 goals. So while she's a midfielder, she's an attacking midfielder, which is awesome. She's played great when she's come in, has definitely been a a game changer and has allowed other players to get open. And that's the interesting thing about newer players when they're subbed in. A lot of times scouting reports don't include as much information on them. So you can kind of sneak through the defense a little bit differently and, and make bigger impact because the other team isn't necessarily prepared for your specific style of play they would be for somebody who, like Megan Rabino who's been in the league forever and you know you know your style of play what her specialties are how to guard her you know there's years of history on her versus somebody who's newer and it's like okay well this is their college career how do they play in the in the big leagues so excited to see her play she played great in the last game so We'll see what happens. Next is Amandine Mandy Henri. So she goes by Mandy. She is our French superstar who we signed for three years and optioned for a fourth. Mandy, like we mentioned during the World Cup episodes, had a calf injury calf or a quad. I cannot keep it straight. And I really think it's a calf.
1: Something in her leg.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a- <laughs> Like this is one of those like hockey references where it's just upper body, lower body, like no real (laughs) designations of what it is. She's got a lower body injury that kept her off the French national team for this World Cup. She is making her return to the NWSL when she graces us with her presence on the pitch. She played for Portland in 2017 where she won a championship. But she has also won championships with PSG, which is a team in Paris, and Lyon in France. So, like, she is not a stranger to winning, wanting to win the championship, like, t- like no holds barred kind of thing, like, just win at all cost. That's the kind of player she is. Kind of like how Julie Ertz is, where, yeah, you're in the midfield, but you're breaking up the defense. And... What's and like accelerating the offense you're a catalyst there and that's her job she usually plays a little bit more defensively in the midfield but she can also score she scored a ton throughout her career she's fantastic so I'm really 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 excited I hope she plays this weekend it'll be really really cool to see her play she hasn't she didn't sub in 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 Louisville so if she comes in at all on Sunday it will be her first appearance for Angel City I'm also so, so, so excited to welcome Ellie Riley back to the stadium because of her impact in the World Cup. Probably I'll cry on Sunday. <laughs> I'm so sure. Like, I'm getting emotional just talking about it right now because I just saw a video like a, she was on, I don't remember if it was Paige's podcast or another, another podcast. I don't remember. I've listened and I've watched so many World Cup and women's soccer-related podcasts over the last month. <laughs> like, I already listened to so many, and then I've added more. So, yeah, but she was talking about how she received a message from somebody who worked in Auckland, Auckland, New Zealand, children's psychiatric ward, and they had a kid in there who either is gender nonconforming in some way, trans, I'm not sure, it wasn't specified, but they had attempted to take their own life and seeing her nails painted with the rainbow flag and the trans pride flag helped them push through like the, the person that messaged Allie said, like this kid went from being so sullen and so downtrodden to seeing her represent her country and this community that the next day, This little kid was painting their nails and, like, so pumped to be alive. And this is one of those things that's incredibly, incredibly important for a lot of reasons. And it sucks that we have to still have this conversation. I told you I was going to cry. I didn't think this was going to be why. Jeez.
1: There's (laughs) There's, there's uh, been uh, a lot of things happening
0: and a lot of rhetoric around the... uh, LGBTQI plus community around the world and our levels of safety and our levels of representation and yeah it's just a it's a heavy topic but Ellie Riley is great and she's gonna be back <laughs> on the pitch on Sunday and I'm excited needless to say
1: yeah I I think I think we're all excited for her to come to come back I know you are you know a, a defensive uh, cheerleader for like all defensive players basically <laughs>
0: basically i just love defense
1: <laughs> yeah you're you're the one person in the in the in the soccer stadium actually chanting defense honestly uh, <laughs> it's just me always <laughs> but i yeah i mean not to gloss over the the issues i did see that that interview and that that conversation yeah. she had about the the person and and how you know she hopes that that they're continuing and and if there was some way that she can contact them that she would and i just want to say that for a lot of these players but specifically for the australian and the new zealand players and the impact that they had on their nation and on the women and girls and and you know, just Young everyone humans. that yeah. that's a fan. They did an amazing job. So knowing that the impact she has and appreciating that, I think is is a great thing. And she's so humble about it too, which is like, yeah, yeah. damn it, you can't be more like <laughs> you adorable can't be better and, like, than you already person. are. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, she. Amazing, I think welcoming her back and welcoming all the players back from the World Cup—it's going to be great. And you know, here's to those three points.
0: Definitely, if you're there on Sunday, bring earplugs, bring headphones. It will be excruciatingly loud in the stadium. I already know, especially because, like I said, the farewell tour for Megan Rapinoe continues at BMO this weekend, and like. My, i I mentioned that i didn't grow up watching or really playing soccer at all it wasn't the sport for me at the time but like the same goes for my family we're predominantly a baseball basketball tennis track and field family and my aunts and my mom were at the last game last home game for the challenge cup and they were like oh when's the next game my mom's like oh not till august and they're like, oh, who are they playing? And they found out we were playing the rain, And that was Megan Rapino. And that's their, like, beacon of women's sports. Or women's soccer, I should say. The beacon in our family. I think, like, I think
1: that's everybody's beacon. Her yeah, hair is just exactly. the Yeah, exactly. It's like,
0: <laughs> her hair is the beacon alone. But they were like, oh, there's still tickets. So my aunts are now coming to their second game. And it's exciting because I'm like, yay! Like, my whole family's here. But yeah, Megan Rapino a forward of a generation. Part of the reason why I even like women's soccer is because of Megan Rapino in 2015. Like, it's one of those kind of things like, oh, I like the way she plays. Cool. And that kind of got me into the women's national team, all that. So there's a big history there. Pino's also from Northern California, so she's kind of a, a adjacent hometown kid in that sense, where... She's very connected to the state. She's known for corner kicks, Olympicos, and literally until this World Cup, penalty kicks. Like, (laughs) the one time she skies one one is her last one ever. Like, it's just stupid. Like, this season is wild. But for as, like, I refuse to say that she is polarizing because I don't give a (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> if you think she is. and I, I mean sometimes I when players are, are retiring sometimes I think like oh you know I wonder if they had walked away a season earlier what what things would have been different but it's really hard to do to walk away from a sport that you've made your life around and she's been such a voice she was part of the national team that fought for equal pay along with Kristen Press and Tobin and and Like, everybody, Alex Morgan, Ashlyn, Allie Krieger, all that. So she has a place in history in women's soccer, women's sports in general. She is a player of the year for the NWSL, for FIFA, for, like, everything. She's just great. She probably won't play the whole game. She'll probably just sub in in the second half. But whatever. I'm just excited. Rose Lavelle is on OL Reign. She is so good and so creative. She, along with Tobin Heath, who is not playing this season. I have theories why, but I don't need to go into that. We're not <laughs> talking about Tobin today. We don't need a
1: tinfoil hat on this side.
0: No, we're right. Like, only one tinfoil hat per episode.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they are both very creative players in the sense that they're not traditional forwards they're not traditional midfielders when they get the ball they can really create something out of nothing find their teammates where they need them score when needed be the threat that pulls the defense and opens up other people rose rose is fantastic She's also really weird which is really fun i think as the nwsl has grown as the popularity of the women's national team has grown you don't see it as much but there are fans in, I believe it's Cincinnati. She's also from the Midwest that show up to any game in the area with a poster of Rose and like her dog, who is this big bulldog, like their heads photoshopped into different movie things. Like they're, they did one with the portrait of Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Like from Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah. If like they did that of Rose and her dog, like they've done it a bunch of different times with a million different things. And she loves her dog. She's such a weirdo. She's so funny. That I, and the hard part was with the popularity of the sport of the teens growing. You don't see their like player personalities as much because they have to be a lot more like protective of that. But early early on, Rose is Rose is wild and so much fun. Also, Jess Fishlock, who is another midfielder for the OL Reign. Most Angel City players will re- rem- like remember her from doing like a chicken dance on the pitch after she scored <laughs> the last time they played in BMO. And it's, that was for her nephew. Like if there was a reason, it wasn't just her being weird. And even if it was, that would still be funny. But she scored off a corner. She did this thing with Pino, but it was for her nephew. It's very cute. She is a national team player for the Welsh national team who we played again as a friendly before the World Cup the US national team did. Fishlock is absolutely amazing. If you have not listened to the recap the Tobin and and Chris Impress podcast YouTube show whatever whichever channel you watch it on
1: which is officially over out. now.
0: I know by the time of this airing, the last episode will have aired, and I'm bummed because it was fantastic. The breakdowns, the the conversations, so so good. But Fishlock is on one of those episodes breaking down a game with Tobin, and it is the most eloquent conversation and breakdown of a game that I've heard in a very long time. It's very factual, it's very tactical, and it's it like made my sports loving heart so happy.
1: I mean, I'll just throw this out there. You know, Kristen and Tommen, like if you guys want to hand over the reins to Casual FC here, and <laughs> you know, give us the little rolodex of contacts, we'll we'll keep the we'll keep it going. We we'll will keep the, keep interview the going.
0: recap going. Yeah, like if you, will take over your stage if needed. We got you. We got you. But last but not least, I have to put in a defender because it would be against my morals to do so. I think (laughs) we have Fallon Tullis-Joyce, who is the keeper for the rain. Not only does she have a super cool name, she's also a marine biologist and a certified scientific diver on top of being a great goalie. She's another one of those similar to Cailin Sheridan, that the goal kind of gets smaller with them in it, but that doesn't mean we won't be able to get around her. We've scored on the rain before. So, Here's hoping we can do it a whole bunch of times again.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's do the rundown. Amadine Henri, we have as number 26 as a defensive midfielder. And then as an attacking midfielder, we've got Mackenzie Pluck at number 24. Those are our two ACFC shout outs. And then on the OL Reign, someone who pretty much doesn't need an introduction. But Pino is number 15. And going to be up forward if she's playing the full game or if she comes in later on. Look for the hair. Look for the speed. Look for the crazy accuracy. Rose uh, Lavelle is number 16. She'll be playing in the mid. Along with Jess Fishlock, who's number 10. And then, I mean... Your keeper's your keeper. I mean, your keeper's <laughs> your, keeper your keeper. You're not <laughs> you're not gonna see them running around unless they need to be called in for some corner kick or something like that. Which I will side note about the World Cup. There's so many times where I'm like, why isn't the keeper out there? Like, look, you've got
0: yeah, you've got
1: like you've got like five minutes left, and you're and you keep getting these these corner kicks. Your goalkeeper, like you've lost the game already if yeah, you don't score. Yeah. If they score on you because your goalkeeper was out of the way, you're not going to lose even more, right? You already, You can't you're lose more than you've already yeah. lost. So, I completely get the damn agree. the keeper up there. Okay. All right. Let's go to the history between our two teams, which is something that that doesn't fill me with optimism, but you know, I'm going to take our 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 momentum and our gelling and our rise up as our (laughs) thing to overcome this
0: yes yeah this i i really feel like the halfway point of the season we we are now seeing a completely different angel city so who knows really what can happen and we said that during the last episode because we didn't know who was going to be playing for either team and it was like will there be a mixed bag of players yes same thing goes for this one but we are also still trending up the rain is kind of just holding steady, but they have reigned supreme.
1: <laughs> In
0: parentheses, it is literally. <laughs> so
1: I wrote it and one. I stand by it.
0: <laughs> they have beat us. Six times. Is that am I reading that correctly?
1: Is that... Yes, they've they've yeah. beat us. So our overall record with them is six wins and one draw out of the seven matches we've played together and we've only that one draw has only come in a challenge cut match. So in a match that doesn't really matter when it comes to the regular season, this is one of the reasons, right? Year number two, and we already have a seven, we're going to have an eight match history. (laughs) It shouldn't be that many.
0: Right. Um, Right. But yeah, so it's trending, not in our favor, but you know, you can always change your cards. Regular season matchups, we are like the rain have won all three of them. So I'm really hoping we pull this one to make it a three to one and we can work on fixing that over the next couple of years. And then yep. based on that, you guessed it, in our first meetup of the regular season in Seattle, we did not win. I'm just gonna leaving it at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on the brighter side, like we said, home match. Let's get excited for it!
0: Yay!
1: The match is going to be on Sunday, August twenty seventh. It's going to be at BMO, and it's going to be a five o'clock kickoff. There will be a fan fest. So the fan fest, I believe, starts somewhere around like twelve or like twelve o'clock. Yeah. Keep uh, an uh, eye the fan... on the
0: socials for keep, the for the deep
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll repost it at some point. But keep an eye on on Angel City's socials and stuff. Those events are really fun. You know, like I said, face painting, tattoos, music, DJs, food, food. there's always some type of like, carnival kind of atmosphere event. And then all the SGs are also on the on the grass. So it's just a big party. It's a big fun, super welcoming for everyone for the whole family. I know my daughter was really bummed about not being able to get her face painted because by the time we got there, the line was being cut off. So <laughs> we might have to get there a little earlier next time. And so, yeah, but if you're not going to be able to make it, again, look at the broadcast schedule. We've got Bally SoCal, which is our local broadcaster. It's a cable channel, so you're going to have some cable package to get it. But the great thing about that is that they will be Angel City-specific broadcasters. So they're going to be calling out all the corner kicks by Cedar Sinai. They're going to be calling out more information about our players, and they'll be more excited when Angel City is doing something rather than when <laughs> when the All Rain does something.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll uh, get the right so... emotion from these commentators.
1: <laughs> exactly. It'll also be on Paramount Plus in the US. So nationally, it's going to be on Paramount Plus. You know, get your login, have it going on there. This last match, we I, I knew some people that were having some issues. So we kind of dug around. If you do have a TV login, but don't have the Belly SoCal and don't have Paramount Plus, you can use your TV login at CBSSports.com because the games are technically also broadcast on the Golasso Network.
0: Oh. And the Golasso
1: Network is... Is a streaming network, but it's also part of CBS. So if you have a CBS login, you can watch it there. So there you go. Nice. CBSSports.com. If you're an international viewer, again, thank you for listening. Or if you're traveling internationally, cool, let us know where you're going. <laughs> Check out nwslsoccer.com. You'll be able to stream it from there. Or and then lastly, if you can't watch it in any way and you just want to listen to it, the Artheart Radio app. Has the English broadcast radio again? Just like Bally SoCal, these are local broadcasters. They're going to be more excited about the Angel City prospects. And the best part of it is, like I said, corner kicks by Cedar presented by Cedar, Cedar Sinai. Sinai. They will call out every <laughs> single one.
0: Definitely, we the the commentating is so much fun because it feels like you're in the stadium. In that sense, where it's like corner kick you know it's like Angel City just earned another corner kick sponsored by Cedar Sinai like middle of the conversation doesn't change like just boom 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 don't forget
1: (laughs) and and whenever a play is starting to build up you can hear it in their voices they do such a great job I'm really bummed that I don't know their names right now but we will tag them and shout them out and you guys are doing an amazing job on those broadcasts and keep them going I, I love I had to listen to the first half or no, the second half of last match on my heart because we so had to we, go out. We so we switched. We switched. switched. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So thank you for listening. Like always, if you like listening to us and you want to hear more, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, do it there. Check out casualfc.com for all of the different podcast links. You can follow us on all of the social medias at casual FC pod. Everything's the same across the board for Instagram, Twitter threads, TikTok. We are putting the audio up on YouTube. Tell your friends about us. You know, I hear that brings good luck. We could use all the <laughs> luck we need. You probably could too. Who you know knows? What, if it-
1: if it brings the pod good luck, we will push the good luck all the way over to Angel City. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, we will deflect it we, from us for this we weekend.
1: Will, we will in turn put the good luck to good use.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And also if you feel so inclined, you can help support the pod by buying us a coffee. Check out our link on our socials or go to buymeacoffee.com. Uh forward slash back backslash casual fc pod. The normal slash in the a normal slash. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) But yeah, other than that, thank you for listening. We'll see you at Vivo on Sunday.
1: See you later.